<clears throat> nobody. 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 Nobody read short stories. Hey everyone, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Megan. And you're watching Nobody Read Short Stories, where we do short stories. Yes, so you can find all of our episodes on our website, nobodyreadshortstories.com. Tonight is the third episode of season three. And tonight we have the wonderful Robin Greenspan reading her short story, She Wants a Dog, I Don't. She wants a dog, I don't. Every so often in a relationship, you are going to be asked to do something you do not want to do. And even though you know you're going to end up doing it eventually because it matters to her and she matters to you and you want her to be happy, that does not mean that you don't go kicking and screaming the whole way. For 23 years, Lacey and I had miraculously managed to agree on most major things which house we should buy, not to fart in front of each other unless on accident, and having cats instead of kids. We are cat people. We've always had cats, always would. That was the unspoken agreement. When we moved in together, she brought her cats, I brought mine. We merged cats. When those cats died, we got replacement cats. Simple, agreeable. Now all of a sudden she wants a dog? All right, it's not all of a sudden. She's been asking me for a dog for several years. I've just skillfully managed to wriggle out of it. I like our life the way it is. I feel a certain amount of security in clinging to the way things are right now and I don't want anything to change. Meanwhile, Lacey's been biding her time, giving me space waiting to make her move. I need to talk to you, she says with a serious tone and my blood runs cold. I know you know this and I haven't brought it up in a while because I've been trying to give you time to get used to the idea. Oh God, don't say it, but I don't wanna wait any longer. Please, no, I want a dog now. Shit, she said it, now what do I do? She's already heard all my brilliant excuses. Now, with everything that's going on in the world, dogs are a lot of responsibility. You, you can't just ignore them like cats. You have to bathe them and, and walk them and pick up their poo and clip their nails and have their anal glands expressed. They're expensive. The house is too small. And what about the cats? We have the perfect pet joy to annoyance ratio. What if we mess it up? What if we pick the wrong dog and it turns out to be evil and then we're stuck with it forever like those people who live in fear of their own pets and can't have company or leave the house? Yet she is unmoved. Honey, I play my ace card. You realize that once we get a dog, we can't just run off to Vegas whenever we want to. Right, she says incredulously. When have we ever? Uh, no, I know, but now we can't. She takes my hands and looks me in the eyes. She doesn't need to say anything and we both know it. All right, I say, avoiding eye contact. I guess let's start looking. Sweetheart, 
She says, sensing my hold back. You know, this can't just be my dog, right? She has to be our dog. I know, I said. I didn't know. Don't worry, she says. I found a foster site, so we won't be locked into anything. And I promise we are not going to adopt any dog unless we are both in love with it. Uh-huh. That night, Lacey pulls me onto the sofa next to her, laptop open, and we scroll through pooch pictures like porn. I'm going through the motions, dismissing dog after dog offhand like a jaded Hollywood agent. Too old, too furry, too many issues. None of these dogs are doing it for me. I'm quietly keeping my heart closed just enough so I won't fall in love with any dogs and won't have to do this because I don't want to, holy fuck, that dog is cute. This might be the cutest picture of any dog I've ever seen. This little bat-faced chihuahua-headed thing with a crooked smile, sparkly black bubble eyes, wearing a red and white striped Henley. Damn it. I'm a sucker for dogs in shirts. What do you think, honey? Lacey seizes on my weakness for clothed creatures. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Things are moving way too fast. We just started looking. I thought this would take months, years even. I'm not ready. I mean, what do we even know about this dog? Maybe there's something wrong with it. Maybe it needs dialysis. Maybe it's a leg humper. Lacey reads her profile. Her name's Ophelia, which only adds to her adorably tragic allure. She's four years old, well-behaved, house-trained, cool with cats, couch potato. Oh shit, she's perfect. Three days later, we're standing in the driveway waiting for our foster dog to be delivered like DoorDash. A white van pulls up. Here we go. Shauna, the foster coordinator, gets out of the van. We all shake hands and exchange niceties. Then, like an MC at an open mic night, she says, Are you ready to meet Ophelia? I try to convey with my thinly veiled, freaked out expression that I'm totally not ready to meet Ophelia, and I'm not agreeing to anything. Lacey looks like a kid on Christmas. Here she is. Shauna slides the van door open and out jumps some dog with no clothes. Wait, what, Who? who's this? This isn't the dog in the picture. Where's her shirt? And why is she so gray around the muzzle? Four years old, my ass. Aw, look at her, Lacey Ooze. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but without the shirt and whatever filter they clearly used on that photo, this dog is not all that cute. In fact, she's kind of weird looking. She's got a tiny head, Yoda ears, torpedo torso, eyebrows like a silent movie star, overgrown macaroni claws, bowed out spindle legs, and the hairless chest of an aging wrestler. Wanna see her tricks? 
Shauna tries to distract us from the dog's underwhelming appearance by running her through her routine. Okay. This dog does have some tricks up her sleeve despite not having any sleeves. She sits, she stands on her hind legs, she twirls for a treat. This could be a dance 10 looks three situation. And then Shauna gives us some starter supplies, a few last minute pointers and abandons us in our driveway with a funny looking shirtless dog. Her tail is tucked under. Lacey observes after we bring her into the house. She must be nervous. Uh, of course she's nervous. Why would she be nervous? She doesn't know what's going on or, or what she's doing here or if she's in good hands or if it's a beneficent universe. Oh wait, that's me. What should we do? Lacey asks. Me? You're asking me? I don't know. How should I know? I rack my brain for whatever fragments of Caesar Milan, dog whisperer, I can string together. Uh, something about pack leaders, something about calm and assertive. I try to reassure her. You're okay. Everything's fine. I think I'm talking to her. Good girl. You're a good girl. But I can see in her eyes, she's not sure she should believe me. This is exactly why I didn't want a dog. What do I know about dogs? I know cats. Dogs are not cats. Cats don't need anything from you. That's what I like about cats. They don't need you. They can disappear for hours. Sometimes you don't even remember you have cats. Our two cats, Lionel and Frankie, can pretty much do whatever they want. Partly because they're decent cats, behavior-wise, but also they won't listen to us anyway. This dog, on the other hand, actually obeys. She stays, she sits, she comes when you call her. The only time the cats come when I call them is when they just so happen to already be on the way. Lacey runs to CVS for a dog toy and a bottle of vodka. This seems to calm everyone down and we make it through day one. That night, we lie in bed with the cats the dog snoring on the sofa. I can't sleep. I don't like not knowing how this is gonna go. I, I can't stand being in this uncomfortable unknown. Relax, try to tell myself there's nothing to be done right now. I have two whole weeks to see how I feel about this dog. That is the agreement we have with the shelter. We keep her for two weeks, then bring her to an adoption fair so they can try to find her a permanent home. Two weeks, that's plenty of time. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it now. I'm in love with her, Lacey blurts out on day two. What, already? I, I know, I know, but you don't understand. I was sitting on the sofa watching TV and she sidled up next to me and plopped her head against my chest. Oh, shit. It does sound delightful. I didn't mean for it to happen. It just did. God damn it. We had an agreement. See, this is the part that nobody ever takes into account. Emotions. You make all these plans. You think you know exactly how it's all going to go. And then head plop. So now what? What does this mean? 
it all comes down to me, right? Lacey's on board. The cats are whatever. It's all on me. It's either fall in love with this dog in the next two weeks or rip my wife's baby out of her loving arms. The pressure starts to get to me. The next day, I pick a fight with Lacey over poo bags. I've got shit on my sleeve, she announces, returning from her evening dog walk. What? You mean actual shit? The bags we're using for the poo are not working. We need to buy actual poo bags. But we agreed we weren't going to spend money on poo bags until we knew we were keeping the dog. I was going to continue stealing produce bags from Trader Joe's. I don't understand. We say we're going to do things a certain way. We agree to certain things. And then all of a sudden it goes all out the window. Yes, this is the hill I've decided to die on. I am not spending money on poo bags. I continue. We've already spent enough money on this dog. And anyway, there were no poo bags when I was a kid. People just let their dogs poo wherever they wanted and let it, left it there until somebody stepped in it. Do you resent me? Lacey asks. What? No. Of course I resent her. I've been put in an impossible situation that I never should have been put in, and she's the one who put me in there. It's just hard, I say. I know. The days pass, and this dog is definitely making a play for me doing undeniably adorable things. Yes, it's precious the way she nuzzles her nose under my hand so I'll be forced to pet her head. Yes, it's handy the way she barks off solar salespeople. But I am not ready to agree to anything yet. Day five, Lacey calls me from the road. She's stuck in traffic and can't get home in time to walk the dog. What? No, no, you're the one who walks her. That was the agreement. Honey, I know, but I'm an hour out and she's going to poop in the house. Lace, I've tried walking or she won't walk with me. She will. You have to keep trying. I have. I've tried all the things. She takes a few steps, then turns back toward the house. Fine, Lacey says. If she won't walk with you, you're going to have to pick her up, carry her down to the end of the block, and then let her walk you home. Are you out of your mind? That's how I trained her to walk with me. Pick her up. You want me to pick her up. This dog does not want to be picked up. She is terrified of being picked up. If you try to pick her up, she gets possessed. She starts squirming and whipping her head from side to side, gnashing her teeth and making a sound like the gates of hell being ripped open. You can do it, honey. I've got to go. I love you. Love you too. I don't want to do this. I don't fucking want to do this. But what choice do I have? I leash up the dog, load my pockets with treats, and take her outside. Maybe she'll walk with me this time. Maybe I won't have to pick her up. Come on, Opie. Let's walk. Good girl. She takes a few steps, sniffs the ground a little, then pulls me back toward the house. No, we're going for a walk, I try explaining. 
She keeps pulling. I try luring her with some treats, no dice. Jesus, am I really gonna have to pick up this dog? This is exactly like that episode of Caesar where the woman was too scared to pick up her beagle. What did he say? He said to visualize lifting the dog and stay calm because dogs pick up on your energies. Oh, that's not great. The only reason I'm able to have human relationships is because I can hide my fear. I have to do this. I, I, I don't want to do this. I have to do this. I look down at the dog. She looks up at me, worried, untrusting, afraid. Her brow wrinkled, her big glossy eyes pleading with me to know what the fuck I'm doing. She wants to go home. So do I, believe me. But I can't give up and go home right now. I have to be the grown up. I don't get to be the hurt puppy anymore because now there's an actual hurt puppy. I have to be calm and assertive. I have to be the pack leader. I take a deep breath, close my eyes, and picture myself picking up the dog quickly and efficiently. I order my energies to be calm and assertive. And then I bend down, put my hands around her belly and lift. She starts to gnash her teeth and flap around. I don't let it get to me. Calm and assertive, calm and assertive. Her weight is so unevenly distributed. It's like lifting a 14 pound bag of loose potatoes. She's so front heavy, she starts to tip out of my arms, but before she can wriggle loose, I quickly stand up straight and pull her tightly to my chest. Holy crap, I did it, I fucking did it. I picked up the dog and she seems totally calm in my arms, happy even. So I start carrying her down the block, her little head bobbing up and down, her big bubble eyes blinking in the wind, nose sniffing the air, ears flapping. Oh my God, look at us. Is anyone looking at us? I, I kind of hope nobody sees me carrying this dog down the street like this. She's not exactly a purse dog and I'm not exactly Paris Hilton. We get to the end of the block and I lower her to the ground. She starts to snarl, wriggles her disapproval all the way down, and then lands, not so softly, but unharmed onto the sidewalk. And just like Lacey said, she starts walking us back home. I can't believe this. We're walking. We're walking here. She's sniffing the ground, sniffing the bushes. She stops every several feet or so to pee. This is happening. I'm walking the dog. And then about halfway home, she starts sniffing more intently, this one patch of grass in particular, sniffing in circles around and around, faster and faster. And oh shit, she's taking a shit. She hunches her back, tucks her butt under and out it comes, just like it's supposed to. This is happening. I'm doing this. I'm literally walking the shit out of this dog. I pull out a plastic baggie like a pro. Ugh, Lacey was right about these Trader Joe's baggies. They're uncomfortably thin. In spite of this, I could not be more pleased with myself. Honey, guess what? I call Lacey with the good news. She's thrilled, of course. 
her little plan is coming together. The next day, on her way out the door for work, she asks me, point blank, do you know how you feel about the dog yet? What? I thought we still had a week. We do. But I noticed today that her picture is still up on the rescue site. So? So, she says with a worried expression. That means anybody could adopt her at any time. Seriously? So now I have to worry about someone else scooping up a dog that I'm not even sure I want? Just think about it, she says softly, then kisses me goodbye. I want to punch something. I want to throw something, but I can't because this little sad dog is sitting there on the couch staring at me, nervously licking its mouth. It's okay, you're okay, girl. Great, now I can't even have a childish tantrum when I want. I go into the bedroom and sit on the bed, close my eyes and try to meditate. My angry thoughts are waiting for me, grumbling and complaining. This isn't fair, I should not be put in this position. Resist, why am I doing this to myself? I already know how this is going to go. Why must I growl and snarl and try to wriggle free? This is happening. Of course we're gonna be adopting this dog. There's no question in anyone's mind. I know that, Lacey knows that, the dog, everyone knows that. The only question is, why can't I just let go? And then I hear clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Down the hallway, clickety-clack, clickety-clack, coming toward me, the sound of overgrown macaroni nails on the hardwood floor, clickety-clack, coming toward me, closer and closer into the room. My eyes are closed. I can't move. I just sit there, listening and waiting to see what's going to happen. Then I hear the sound of metal dog tags jingling together like bells as she jumps up onto the bed. My mind is silent. I can feel her moving across the bed, closer and closer to me, my back against the backboard, my legs in front of me. She plunks herself down on my outstretched legs, wiggles around until she finds a comfy place, and then exhales a soft grunt. I slowly open my eyes and gaze down to see her big, black, sparkly eyes staring up at me. Then she starts blinking. Slowly, slower and slower, slower and slower until she blinks herself to sleep. My heart flops open. And I sit there staring at her, watching her sleep. It's almost unbearable the way she seems to trust me for no good reason. But I relax and let this warm feeling come up and over me. Lacey calls the shelter and we do all the things you have to do when you adopt a dog. Sign the papers, buy an overpriced dog chew, post a picture on Facebook. We change her name to Sophie and it is official. She is our dog. And regardless of my rigorous resistance, I am now madly in love with this dog.
And in spite of her impossibly incongruous features, when I look at her, I see absolute perfection. I'm still getting her a shirt though. The end. Oh my gosh, what a fantastic read, Robin. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Oh, so good. You're Thanks, welcome. You guys. So um, we're going to have Robin step back into the green room so that we can talk about her um, away from her face, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I can't say behind her back because she'll hit everything that we're saying. <laughs> and before we do our cranky talk, uh, this is a really good time to let Robin and us know what you thought of the show. Let us know what you thought about She Wants a Dog, I Don't. Uh, if you have any experiences with getting your own dog, we'd love to hear about that too. Anything you say below will also help the algorithm pick us up so that our stories will get more playtime. And we all want that. All right. Yeah. So we, we want to hear what you have to say. Like, please let us know about your own animals and like, the love stories of how you got together with your with your uh, with your cat or your dog or your bird or whatever. Like we would love to hear all of those heartwarming stories. So don't be shy. Let us know and let Robin know what you thought of her story. So we're gonna let you guys know what we thought of her story right we now. Sure with are. We're gonna crank that cranky because we talk a lot and we need a timer for that. Like just now, we've been babbling on for like 30 seconds. Sure, sure do. I mean, we just like talking. That's the only reason why we have this show is so that we can talk to our really cool friends and listen to their stories and then talk some more. Yeah, I mean, I really like, we're happy to showcase our friends' stories and, and the stories of really great writers, but really it's just that Jeremy and I want to talk a bunch. We also hold the authors hostage after the show, like, <laughs> and don't let them leave. And talk their air off. And then after they leave, Jeremy and I talk again. Uh, we hold Mark hostage and we talk some more. So we're, we're talkers, like we're doing right now. But we're let's doing right now. Talk. Let's focus our talk on to Robin's Robin, story. So, so I want to talk first. So, okay. Megan, okay. I'm talking first. Okay. So, um, Mark read this piece first, like of the three of us, Mark read this piece first. And sometimes he's very like, he doesn't, it's like, what's the poker face? He's very poker face with like what he thinks of something. And I was like, oh shit, I need to read this next because I need to know how this piece is. And then I was like, oh shit, I don't care what I'm making Mark think. This piece is going on the show. And then uh, maybe like a couple days later, you, Megan, texted, you're like, I love this piece. And I was like, oh, so good. So we could discuss this on um, if we want to have this piece on the show. And I knew that this piece was going to be on the show after I read the piece. Yes. And and it turned out that even though underneath his stoic demeanor, Mark was in love with this piece as well. He was so, in love with the piece too. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so it all worked out. Uh, yes. I, I love this piece for many reasons. I just think that I've, I've known Robin's writing for quite a few years now, and she just has such a wonderful way of turning like what we might consider to be like an everyday occurrence or a smaller moment in someone's life into something that's very vulnerable and magnificent. Like I was thinking about when I was hearing her read tonight, like like how like what a lovely story of someone opening their heart to love, like someone yeah. who 
who was able to be very, very brave and courageous against her instinct to stay closed off. And here she is like allowing herself to be opened up and vulnerable by this like precious little dog that blinks herself to sleep, which- The blinking, opened, oh, which, can, you, can you, my heart. I my can't, heart like, like I, I can have a, a hard heart myself to, to like warm and fuzzy things. And even my stone heart was melted by a dog blinking itself to sleep. Like also that's the clickety clacking of the macaroni <gasps> nails. I, no. I, I see it so clearly every time, by the way, I want to, um, we've got a lot of people that are commenting. So let's read some of we these. Megan, do you so want to go back and forth yeah. with me? So Lisa yeah, Coton says, love seeing you read your wonderful story, Robin. Hi, Lisa. And then Dallas. Oh. We're gonna keep we're gonna Let's shut all these going, people out. Because we we left we yeah. left shouting out for our, our fans. So so Dallas, who was on the show at the top of the season, says, Yoda ears, wow. The hairless chest of an aging wrestler, wonderful. Two descriptions I really love. If you for those of you who are um, listening, that's a great way to imagine that in your head. And by the way, Dallas was on our show. This is one of our authors commenting on another author. Yeah, Everyone knows each other. Back. This is wonderful. So Maureen says, Jeremy, you gonna take that one or do you want me to take it? Sure. A great telling with nothing spared of how it is when you are not a dog person. And I've heard Maureen actually has uh, had two dogs and I remember her sharing how that was for her, like having Aww. people want a dog and then she, Got a dog, kind of similar. Uh, coming to terms to keep the peace. It grows on you even when you don't want it to. Love the detail and the feeling. Yeah, and Dallas continues with great story, great read. The story shows how far we will go for love. Agreed, Dallas, thank you. Uh, oh, Megan, yeah. can you read the other one? Oh yeah, of course. Um, so Lacey, who is featured in this story, was listening and she says, wonderful, a great description of Ophi, now Sophie. And Lacey continues, I actually teared up at the end, which I hadn't done in prior readings. Thank you for a great read, Angel. Oh, thank you, Lacey, for supporting us and supporting Robin. And, and Robbie, Robbie says such a great Robbie. story. And Dallas rounds us out with Robin has an incredible rise sense of humor. I last my A off. <laughs> Yay, I agree. I was laughing really hard while, uh, well, shoot, during the reading as well. So, um, and, and for, for those listeners that are, are not experiencing what we are on the YouTube, the podcast listeners, we're, we're on YouTube live right now. And so we're just reading back some of the comments. And YouTube listeners, if you, are still with us let us know seriously what you think like we love this this is so much fun oh yeah that's why we're taking extra time to like read everybody's comments totally yeah we love, we love getting uh hearing from you guys hearing from the fans hearing how you're reacting to the story so thank you and and keep it up so um before we bring robin back i just want to um let you guys know a few things about robin so this is what she says Robin co-wrote and starred in the feature film Girl Play with Dom DeLuise alongside the love of her life and co-star Lacey Harmon. And that can be found on Amazon. Amazon, she's on Amazon. She wrote for and starred in Showtime's original sketch comedy show In Through the Outdoor and performed her stand-up comedy on Comedy Central's Out There in Hollywood and all over the US. 
She lives in Los Angeles with her wife, two cats, and their dog with whom she is now obsessed. Oh. So here's Robin. Let's bring her back. Here I Robin, am. How do you feel? <laughs> oh Great read, Robin. Oh, Thank you did such you. a fantastic job. Thank you. That was so much fun. I love doing that. I just, so cool. it's just funny knowing that that dog is in the other room right now watching this <laughs> with Lacey. <laughs> That's that's really cute. Well, she's probably not paying attention. I don't think they can see the pixelation. Cats can though. Did okay. you know that, that cats can oh, actually see there. the same footage that we can, but dogs have no idea what's going on. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, since we know that Sophie's watching, why don't we bring up yeah. a picture of Sophie? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Are you ready? We got a trigger warning. There's so much cuteness about to There's happen. So much cuteness. Like seriously, me. make sure you're sitting down because I don't want you to get injured on the cuteness. You could be overwhelmed. Um, there she is. Oh so my goodness. Freaking cute. So uh, for our podcast so listeners, cute. Mark, our wonderful producer has just brought up a picture of uh, Sophie. She is just as Robin described her. She's got big Yoda ears, bubbly eyes, the hairless chest of an aging wrestler. And she's wearing like a little red and white striped shirt with like, it's two buttons undone. Like she looks like she's, she belongs in Brooklyn, you know, like living in the row houses. And we'll make sure, um, like, for the podcast listeners, if you're not seeing this and you want to see this, we'll make sure in our chapter things below the YouTube video that we'll have a separate thing so you can just go right here and see the yeah. Yeah, please visit our YouTube page and and check out this just lovely picture of Sophie. She is everything um, that is described. And I hope that she's getting a big kick out of seeing herself on YouTube right now. Robin, what made you write this? Like what inspired this? Oh my God. Well, you know, it's obviously it's a true story. And I, I wanted to reckon with resistance. Mm. You know, I, that was what interested me about this. It's like, mm -hmm. You know, Lacey and I have these things that we call no-brainers, where you just know that when somebody asks you to do something, that it's a no-brainer that you're going to agree to do it. And I mean, this this fell in that category, but it was like, I mean, she literally was making a play for the dog for years and years <laughs> and years. And I would just like dodge, I would change the subject, you know, throw out all these different reasons. But she knows, like in her words, she knows how much runway she needs to give me for something, especially something <laughs> this big. Um, and I just, I, that was what was interesting to me about it. I just like, I, I, you know, in a relationship when something like that comes up, um, not like how you, get out of doing something that you don't want to do, but how you get over yourself and just stop be making it so hard. Mm. And that was what interested me about it. Is like what, how much uh, of a fight I put up against getting a dog. Well, it's, it's, it's scary too, right? Like, like you mentioned that you had a bunch of cats, so it must be scary dealing with a different type of animal. You've become comfortable with cats and mm -hmm. then, a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is you, Robin, but a lot of times people choose the type of pets they are based off of their personalities, right? And dogs are so, they need affection. They need you to be open to giving them affection. So I can I can imagine that's also super scary. 
Yeah, I, I that I guess I didn't know. I think that that is a part of it because cats are so blase. They really are just like, you know, whatever. Um, and dogs, they're more needy. And I, I think, you know, neediness, I think, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, I want to be needed. I don't think people do want to be needed. I, I don't think when you really think about it, it's very stressful to be needed. And it's very true. Dogs do need you. So I think that was that was a big factor, just this feeling of, you know, losing independence, losing freedom. Mm -hmm. But, you know. I, just, I really love that you call this like an exploration of resistance. Like that's, that's so evident in the story. And it's really what I gravitated to toward, uh, or gravitated to about the story as well. It's just like, oh yeah, I mean, it's such a, <laughs> like there's all of this like really intense stuff going on with you and it's wrapped up in this like very like simple kind of what we would what we would would kind of write off as like being oh that's just a simple thing you just get a dog or you don't get a dog but but I think you really explore it really well and show the the complexity of that decision and what it means for you and what it means for your family and what it means for Sophie eventually yeah yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm very interested, I'm much more interested in the internal struggle than the external story. And that was kind of something that I had to reckon with in writing this, because I knew I wanted to write about this situation and this, this episode in our lives. But it's like, you know, the first couple of drafts, it was just a lot of all the different things that she did and all the funny things that I found amusing. And then, you know, I would get notes because we're all in writer's group together and people were like, well, I want to know what was that, what was this like and what was mm. this like? And I'm like, there's, I mean, obviously there are a lot more details that go into this. Like every minute there's more unfolding when you bring an animal to, into your house, there's a lot that you have to deal with. But I finally just had to accept that this is about this internal struggle, not about all the details of, you know, when she first did this or did that, but every single element of it had to do with how it was making my life difficult or how, what, how it was adding to the stress for me. Um, so yeah, it was about the internal struggle for me. Were you surprised by as you as you kind of turned inward? Was there a realization or anything that came up that surprised you? Yeah, actually, I mean, when I was when I was really trying to finalize this, actually, for before submitting it to you guys, um, and after submitting it to you guys, <laughs> um, I was like. I wanted to, I, I really, I couldn't quite get like, what was that moment? Yes, I, I'm, she's on, I, I got the moment of when she won me over, but I was trying to understand the moment before she won me over. Mm -hmm. And I meditated on it. And what came to me was that um, she was the answer to a prayer and the prayer was, help me to let go. So, oh, wow. so that's kind of how it got framed. Like, I can't do that. Like, I can't just do this. I can't just say, okay, it's fine. Let's just have, let's fine. Let's just keep the dog. I couldn't get there. And then she comes clickety clacking through the house to me. 
And it's like, okay, so she answered the the prayer of how, how do I do this? And she comes in and just sort of oozes love all over me. And it's like some other part of me opens up that I didn't know about, <laughs> you know, that I just, I couldn't, it wasn't a decision that I made. It was just sort of, it happened. Oh, Robin, that's so beautiful. It, it really is beautiful. And uh, something you said hit me. Uh, it was just the all-encompassing thing that you said hit me. And it's how your partner like bonded with the dog first. That's so much pressure. Like that just hit <laughs> me. That just hit me. I was like, oh my goodness. Like yeah. the amount of pressure, like you're you're trying to be open. And then uh, like, what do you do, you know? Like, what if you didn't bond with the dog? I, I, I'm so happy that that didn't happen, but whew, that is a lot of pressure and hindsight's definitely 2020. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, in our relationship, we've, we are so much in sync. Like we just agree mm -hmm. on so much that, you know, we just tend to sort of ride side by side and we have these experiences and we're just like having the same experience. And then when she fell in love with the dog, like instantly i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> i mean i thought we would you know both sort of you know warm up to her but she was a goner like oh, no. literally the second day I mean, how can you not look at her <laughs> look at her well i mean obviously she was more open to the dog to begin with and i you know so part of it was just my own resistance that was keeping me from you know falling fast but yeah i mean that picture that's what even got her in our house to begin with <laughs> i feel like she did this on purpose she's like i have to get my pose on right now yeah that is that is a definite play that is a yeah like whatever you play. have to do to get in the house right like that's the however you can break in as we all yeah. know yeah like, we say she's like Jerry. <laughs> yeah and you know what the sto her story was that she was terrible at these adoption fairs. Oh. So she was living with a foster family and they'd bring her to the adoption fairs and she was terrible. She'd bark, she was not anything anybody was gonna be bringing home. So we have a joke that she's like Jerry Maguire, she she does best in the living room. So that's what happened <laughs> with the dog. Oh, I, I love that, I love that. <laughs> Robin, I also wanted to give you kudos for writing this story and doing so from the heart, like so simple, because like as writers, we we oftentimes feel like we have to either write like super like prosy stuff or we feel like we have to put a lot of action in something for people to actually listen to the story. And I love that you came from it, it was like very meditational. You came from just the heart. You just let the words flow and some of the most simple parts of the story were one of some of the parts that I most appreciated. So seriously, kudos. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also really cool because I I saw a couple of iterations of this before in our writers group. And I, I just love being able to see how it's evolved and you know how how you've really grown throughout the, the different iterations of the story. So just a second, Jeremy's kudos. Congratulations, you should, feel, you should feel really proud of this, Robin. Thank you. Also, we put pressure on her too, Robin, because I actually reached out and I was like, Robin, <laughs> I want you for the show. Do you have anything for us that you would like to submit? 
and I think there might have been like a dot 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 moment delete and then she's like let me look into it she, right. she did look into it so go you Robin for being open yeah, that was another one of the, that, that falls into the no-brainer kind of category where I, I was resistant because I didn't, where the piece was, and I, I don't consider myself a short story writer, so that's why I'd never submitted anything to you guys, but I thought this could work as a short story, but I just, I had dropped it after, I don't know, when I first wrote it like a year ago, I dropped it because I just, I couldn't find it and I just couldn't find it. And I, mm. and then when you asked me, I was like, oh man, <laughs> I have to say it. I, I, that's one of those things where it's like, well, I, I can't say no, I'm not going to finish the story and I'm not going to come on your podcast. Of course I'm going to say yes. So thank you for making me do that. Well, thank you, Robin. Yeah, thank you, Robin. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to say before we, before we go? Hi, Sophie. <laughs> Robin, no, you have so good the comments squad. You have so many comments on. Oh this. my gosh! Yeah, your whole fan is your your uh, your and entourage gosh. is here tonight. So they they were chatting away too while you were being interviewed. They're like, "Oh my god!" Everyone's saying, "What a cutie!" Like everyone's a fan. Yeah. Matthew, I think we're talking about the dog, but okay. <laughs> Bruce is Bruce is my godfather and he commented great story, cute dog. So yes, you definitely got Bruce. some fans out there, Robin. So thanks again Aww. for, for uh, letting us share your story and for coming on the show. It has been such a pleasure and you gave a fantastic read. So high five, Robin. Woo! Yeah, woo! High five. Thank you for having me, you guys. You know I'm fans of yours. I love the podcast. I am honored and thrilled that I got to be a part of it. And just keep up the great work. Oh, thanks, thanks Robin. Robin. We appreciate it. Love you. Bye. Guys. Bye. That was so great. Oh my I goodness. I'm so happy. Like yeah, we just have my face yeah. kind of hurts a little bit because I know I've been smiling so, so much. We have so <laughs> many talented writers, and it's so nice that we know them, right? Yeah, I feel um I feel really blessed to have so many writer friends and like People, friends that are writers, but also friends who are like really supportive of of everything that people in the writers group are doing, and they're supportive of each other's work, and it really yeah, makes. And they're talented. They're not just writers. They're like for real good. Yeah, ab absolutely. They're they're very talented, and they they want people to succeed, and they, yeah, it's just, it's really really wonderful. It sure is. Yeah. So if guys, if you haven't already, please go to our YouTube page and like and subscribe. Let us know and let Robin know what you thought of her story. Uh, leave her a comment. Stories. We really want those too. Yeah. And if you're going back and you're listening to, to previous episodes, please let, um, please let those authors know as well. And um, you can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can find all of our podcasts on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Uh, iTunes, Apple, uh, Amazon, and Spotify. I think I got all of them there. I think you're doing a great job, Megan. Thank you. And also, we we like talking, right, Megan? Oh, yeah. So you can talk to us by going to our Facebook or Instagram. Wait, did you just do that? Do what? Oh, my gosh. I just had this fear that I'm basically repeating something that you said. I just had. You are. I, started, I already said everything about don't that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, my gosh. 
I was like, it was almost like I came out on stage naked. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, this I is like the most like... embarrassing thing that can happen. Yeah, or like you, know, you like you said you're in a play and you feel like you said the wrong line and you're like, <gasps> what did I do? Oh my goodness. Oh, I have a story, but we are not doing cranky okay. talk. So we're not gonna do that. But uh yeah, Facebook. Instagram, and then Twitter. And if you do tweet us, we have the uh, hashtag NRSS podcast. Yes, and we have merchandise every day, all day. We have uh, wait, NRSS. Wait, we're gonna do the merchandise, but can we please pop the puppy picture up? Oh, okay, let's pop the puppy picture back up. And then we're gonna go uh, the Oh, speaking of puppies, if you want to see your dog, Okay, I'm oh, gonna give Jeremy a moment. Okay, that's enough. I'm cutting you off. Basically, <laughs> we got pillows, we got merchandise. Uh, if you want to support us, go here. We've oh my goodness, pillows. I think everybody's tuning out now. We've got leggings, we've got fanny packs, and can't you imagine a little dog like this and a little nobody reads? Oh my gosh, yes, it all comes together. Robin right? wants to get her shirt. We're gonna make her a hand spun, nobody reads short story shirt. Oh. Also, I, I don't know how to do that. So that was a lie. I just got really excited and I just lied. <laughs> I was giving, um, I, earlier I was giving Jeremy a lesson and like not lying. Oh my gosh. I just want to lie so badly to you all. <laughs> and he just, he took my advice. So that's, that's amazing. Real time growth happening right here, folks. If oh, you're watching, boy. you get to see it happening real, real time here. Um, okay, so continuing on, go to our merchandise, go to our website, nobodyreadshortstories.com, check out all of our previous episodes, leave a comment, buy some merchandise. If you want to find out about Jeremy and I's individual projects, you can go to my website, which is meganamorrison.com, sign up for notifications, and you can go to Jeremy Ray Stories for micro stories. Every week I have a micro story that I release. And the new one comes out tomorrow and it's all exciting. Cause like every eight we do a vote off and it gets crazy. Like there is a frenzy and random ones win where I'm like, you like that one? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a true, a true vote off where like the author stands back and the author doesn't like, you know, veto anybody's anybody. And vote, speaking so of great. authors, I'm so excited about our next episode. Megan, do you want to talk about our next episode? I am. I'm really excited too. So make sure that you come back next week because we are doing a very special dead author fairy tale edition. So, you know, we like to, we like to bring in the dead ones. Um, we love the dead ones. We love the dead ones in those, in the public domain. So uh, next week will be, um, that episode so we won't say which one it is but it's going to be one that oh that's all i'll say <laughs> that fill in the blank uh so thank you guys so much for uh staying with us and um enjoying robin's story tonight and we will see you next week bye bye no one reads short stories anymore I really don't know what they're written for. Go write a short story and throw it out the door. Cause no one reads short story, funny, sad, or gory. No one reads short stories anymore.
no one reads your story.